Llegó la venta en Vuelve la Alegría de JCPenney. Completa tu lista de regalos y ahorra 25% extra con el cupón de esta semana. O ahorra hasta 80% en joyería fina con ofertas Redbow después del cupón. Visita Sephora dentro de JCPenney y encuentra las marcas de belleza y perfumes que les encantan. Y aprovecha y entrega tu auto. Juntos en celebración y paz. JCPenney. Ofertas válidas del 20 al 24 de diciembre. Aplican condiciones y exclusiones. Sephora se excluye de los cupones. Detalles en la tienda o jcp.com. Curling fans, as America's best curling teams prepare to compete on the world stage, you've come to the one place with everything you need involving USA Curling. It's the Extra Extra In podcast with Price Atkinson. Get ready for everything that you need to know. News, interviews, points of view, anything involving Team USA forming and the 2018 Winter Olympics in South Korea for Team USA Curling is found here. It's the Extra Extra In podcast with Price Atkinson and the 12th In Sports Network crew powered by Isagenics. All right, welcome into the Extra Extra Podcast with the 12th in Sports Network, powered by Isagenics, Price Atkinson, and Joe Calabrese, 12th in Sports Network, joined by Jerry Gertz, President and CEO of Curling Zone. A lot to get into, so let's not waste time. Let's get right to it. Day five, Olympic trials in the books here in Omaha. Out of the gate, Todd Burr, Heath McCormick tonight, our feature game on the stream, and we see it go to extra ends. Todd Burr. Called a comeback. He sure did down there with me, which we'll hear from him in a few minutes. 7-6 over Heater McCormick, forcing a tiebreaker, a sudden death tiebreaker, tomorrow morning at 8.30 in a very sloppily played game. Yeah, off to a quick start. Uh, McCormick's team looked great in the first two ends. Uh, I don't think they missed a shot. I had them at pretty much 100%, a couple points minus there. I was actually uh, statting that game tonight, and, and you really thought McCormick's team was going to roll, but then... Uh, what was that in that fourth end? Chris kind of got him to change a call, and it really seemed to set off McCormick for the rest of the game. I know Dean Gemmel on the on the broadcast was really talking about that. Dean, a former teammate of uh, Heath's, and I think he, you know, he he understands the mindset that Heath goes through out there. And for whatever reason, they 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 lost the feel for the game, and then Heath had that little uh, big blunder in four where he papered in a. Uh, a burr stone to give him two instead of a steal of one so uh you know at the end of the day i'm not sure either of those teams are are strong enough to be metal contenders in in korea yeah um the style of play the the way they approach the game you know there, there's there's still some lot there's still some to be lacking there and you know even you look at that 10th end and you know the way both those teams played you know Having you know regularly working at the Grand Slams and seeing you know many of the best of the best play, yep. you know Todd went in with two stones. You know that's going to get somebody. You know that's going to get you a, a deuce guarantee. Mm-hmm. You know a, a strong opponent, a top ten team in the world is going to make a good freeze, make a good double there, and uh, you're going to give up two pretty much every time. You know you got to play to steal that, or you're giving up two. And then at the same time, uh, late in that end when uh, Heath had that triple. You know, and he left that, you know, half-rock double for Todd. You know, what did he expect there? Yep. You know, Todd Burr's not going to miss that. And, you know, in that situation, you know, I'd rather see Heater play something like a, you know, make the double on the two in the middle. You know, make Todd have to make a a play, and then you're going to have to make a double to probably get your deuce. Or if Todd makes something great, you know, then you take your one. 
but he never really gave himself a chance to to win that game. Yeah, Joe. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with just about everything Jerry just said. <laughs> the only thing I would have to add is it was, not only was it a sloppy game, but it was just a, a weirdly contested game in that um, Heater, you know, didn't have uh, he had hammer forever. It seemed like <laughs> Burr didn't ever seem to have hammer, and you know all those steals and and you know, just. Burr seemed to save their bacon many, many times in well, that that's game. And that's what a skip's supposed <coughs> to do. And that's the sign of a great skip. But um, it seemed like, you know, um, Tom O'Connor had him set up pretty well almost every end. And something happened in between that, that just kind of made things messy. And, and he had to make some sort of shot to kind of keep him in it. And then McCormick just couldn't close the deal in, in some of these in some of these ends. And that fourth end was a killer. I mean, that, that that was a four-point swing right there. Yeah, they really had opportunities. And, you know, you talk about, you know, that was a classic Todd Burr game. You know, keep it close. Todd's got great draw weight. He's got great touch. He, you know, he makes these uh, these shots that, uh, you know, keep him keep his team from getting into much trouble. You know, you know, they always make sure they make the shot that they have to make, and he stays in games. Right? Exactly. Yeah. You know, he stays in games, and you know, a team like Heath is 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 a, is vulnerable to somebody like Todd because. You know, you get frustrated against a team like that sometimes. You know, you have your chances. You keep feeling like you're like, we should have got a big end there or we should have scored more. And, you know, Todd just keeps chipping away, chipping away. And, and before you know it, you're on the wrong side of the stone there. And Todd said as much after the game. He talked about, you know, look, we know where we know where our bread is buttered. We are a defensive team. He was full full open about it. He he knows that. So, you know, like caught up with Todd Burr immediately afterwards. You know, Todd Burr's reaction here on the comeback. Todd, what a game tonight! Don't call it a comeback, but we're going to play a tiebreaker tomorrow. How'd you do it tonight? Uh, I call it a comeback. <laughs> I give up three. I mean, it, 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 it's no big secret, man. It's We're not a, a super offensive team. Um, we like to keep control of the game. We don't want to get uh, too far out of any end, and we don't want to get it behind in any game. You know, and, and, but So we had to get out of our game early. Um, fortunately, by the fifth end break, we were back uh, to playing our strategy, playing the way we wanted to play, and we just, you know, we just kind of knuckled it through for the last uh, five ends. Yeah, I mean, you give up the three in the first end, but, boy, you just keep whittling away. And then, uh, you know, that just you know, it, the, it was a comeback. Like you said, you know, you take advantage of mistakes and you're always happy to take advantage of those, especially as a guy in a team that's a little bit more defensive oriented. Well, right. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to if you win anything, you got to get a break, you know, and when we got a break tonight, um, you know, things uh, it goes both ways and it comes back around. But you just got to keep playing, you know, we tell the guys to get ready tomorrow morning to do it again against McCormick at 830 here. Uh, we need to talk a little bit about how we started. Um, we just didn't come out and start real crisp. Um, it, I think it was just jitters, and, and there was no reason for it. And so I think, you know, part of the thing is just to be in, to be in aware of it, you know. And I think we need to talk a little bit about the crowd, too, um, because I, we're not used to playing in front of a crowd. And there were, you know, just some shouting and stuff while you're in the hack, which I don't think played a big role in it. But if you're prepared for it, it you just tune it out, you know. We'll see you in the morning. All right, thanks. All right, and that's Todd Burr, the skip of Team Burr, and you know, again, we got an 8.30 a.m. tiebreaker, guys. Early wake-up calls, folks. Yep, rematch of that game tonight. Uh, we'll see uh, what it looks like out there on the ice. You, you could see the frustration out of both teams. There was a lot of tension on the ice. You know, you saw... A lot of tension. Yeah, at one point, uh, I know uh, Heath was frustrated with uh, John Benton kind of leaning over Chris's shoulder on a, on a shot that uh, Heath was throwing, and... 
And at one point, uh, Todd was yelling something into the crowd. It sounded like we didn't verify what the result of that was. but uh, and, and you heard Todd say in those comments with me down there, he said that he was frustrated with the crowd cheering while they were in the hat getting ready to throw that it was distraction, said they're going to have to talk about it to be ready tomorrow because you have a lot of obviously novice curling fans who don't understand when and when not to. Oh, you know what? Welcome to the Olympics. <laughs> yep. Canada yeah. in 2010. And that's not an excuse. And he said it wasn't an excuse, but still, that cannot be an excuse. I think you just have to be prepared for that. I mean, there's three games going on here, even despite the fact that, you know, there was their game was the one that mattered, so to speak. Um, there's three other games going on. There's people cheering for those teams here. I, I, I don't see how you can avoid that in a situation where there's a crowd like this. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's something that the teams down here, as the game becomes more popular and we draw more fans in here, the teams are going to have to get used to that and, and find ways to uh, to tune it out. And plus you had Sinclair on the sheet right next to him in, in the, Burr, the Burr game over there with uh, Heater was on sheet B playing right in front of that Team Sinclair section that was pr- fairly vocal from start to finish. Yeah, they've got a great following out yeah. here. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> you know, the crowd here is fun, and, and uh, I, I've seen several U.S crowds before and some of the best curling exciting curling i've watched has actually been down here yep 2006 in lowell when pete fenson was playing the irish and you know at the at the worlds there and and you know very exciting but you know as curlers on the ice it's not the norm yep staying on the men's side speaking of todd burr todd burr was on the ice this morning but john schuster knocks off burr seven two and that clinches the one seed playoff best of three for john schuster and company Despite a loss to Craig Brown tonight in a game that did not mean anything, they get Joe Polo some action tonight, but uh, Schuster just looks like the class of the field. I don't think there's any other way to skin it. Yeah, that was just a dominant performance out of Schuster's team. You know, they played well from start to finish, 88% as a team. John himself, another gem, 92%. And, you know, I said this last night, we Mm -hmm. go back to that game against Brady Clark where he gave up two in the first and then made a nice, smart call, given, given, conceding a steal of one instead of trying something risky. Since that call, John Schuster has, and team has been on fire. And uh, you know what? They should be the team that comes out of this at the end. Yeah, I, I, I think the, the shock will be if or surprise if Burr wins tomorrow and we find Todd Burr, the fifth entrant, late entrant, we all know into the trials, it finds their way to John Schuster in a game in a, or in a best of three that will be played at 6 o'clock here tomorrow night, the first men's game. John Schuster will, against McCormick or Burr. But going back to something you said, I, I just don't think the skill level is there, especially on Todd Burr's rink, to, I, take, to take Schuster to three, and much less take him to three, to win it. Well, it's interesting, I mean, because they split their two games, right? But the second game this morning um, – Burr actually had a lot to play for in that game. If he wins out, he's the one seed, yeah. right? And so they came out, and I, I'm sure Schuster knew that, right? So um, they came out, they both came out, I think, looking to, you know, make a statement. Yeah. And I think just Schuster was more prepared, ready to do that. And and fortunately, Burr gets a second chance, and he, he made the most of it tonight. Yeah. One thing to consider, though, they go back through the head-to-head between Schuster and Burr, and, you know, the final scores... You know, eight five this morning. There was a seven two, uh, uh, sorry, eight five was the Burr win, but uh, and a seven two earlier for Schuster uh, or today. Sorry, um, 
but 8-7, You know, those are not dominant wins by Schuster over Burr. It just shows you what Burr could do to you. He can kind of just keep you keep you close and yep. you and get one or two mistakes late and he can pounce on you and that's the situation here you know burr has beaten john schuster before yeah you know growing up they you know john schuster grew up todd burr was one of the one of the top t- players top teams in the united states and and so there's a comfort factor for burr and john benton and, yeah. and tom o'connor and you know hunter's new to that team but None of those guys are scared about stepping on the ice against John Schuster, and that's the scary part when it comes down to a, you know, a best of three short series. It doesn't yep. take much for a team like Todd Burr to actually come out on top. And what yep. I what I see out of Schuster though is is a level of relaxation around being here and and confidence. Um, he's not going to be rattled, that's for sure. No. And and so if if Bird some if Bird emerges out of that tiebreaker tomorrow or McCormick for that matter, and somehow wins that first game. I don't think that's going to rattle John at all. Yeah. After the game this morning, here's what John Schuster had to say. All right, with John Schuster here, you guys get a win over Todd Burr this morning. Clinches the one seed in the finals. Um, yeah, it's uh, that was kind of our goal coming into the week was to advance to the playoffs, and then the second goal, goal 1A would be to uh, to get the, the hammer in at least games 1 and 3, and uh, uh, fortunate to be able to do so, and, and the team's playing well, so just a minor step in this journey in the process but you know talk about how you guys are playing grade yourself matt hamilton said the other night a b or would you say a to f how are you guys playing as a team um well we started the week at about a c and uh and now i think this is this is pretty close to the game we want to be playing we're we're right up there on our a game you feel like you guys have gotten better every single day just gotten sharper yeah, and that's uh, that's what you hope to do as a team. You hope to come out good enough to get grind out some wins early and get a really good feel for the ice, and um, and we've definitely done that. And now we're um, hopefully going to keep this gear rolling on uh, into the playoffs. Best of luck in the finals. Thanks, Chris. All right, that was Schuster as they get ready to take on the winner of McCormick and Burr. But let's go ahead and take this quick break. We'll come right back here and continue and take a look at the women's side, what happened today, and get ready for the best of three on the women's side starting tomorrow. If you're looking to buy new curling equipment, don't settle for cheap imitations. Hardline came onto the scene seven years ago and is at the forefront of high-performance and recreational curling equipment. Hardline's ice pad is the best choice when it comes to brush heads, which is why top-ranked pros play with it, including world champions Team Gushu, as well as U.S. men's and women's national champions, Team Schuster and Team Sinclair. Whether you're looking for brooms, the Pro Slide Delivery Aid designed by Reed Carruthers, or shoes and apparel, take a look at Hardline and see why they are the number one choice for curling equipment. Show the sponsor your support by going to tesn.us and clicking on the Hardline Ice Pad logo. All right, welcome back to the Extra Extra in Podcast with the 12th and Sports Network, powered by Isogenics, Price Atkinson, Joe Calabrese, Jerry Gertz. On the women's side, Corey Christensen had an opportunity today. She had to run the table, win both games. That would have forced a three-way, three-and-three tie between all three teams, Sinclair Roth, Christensen. But Christensen comes up short this morning, 8-6 to Nina Roth. That sets our final as Nina Roth and Jamie Sinclair will face off against each other at 1.30 tomorrow. Yeah, I think the two teams that everybody was – you know, pretty much expecting to uh, reach that final. Corey's team just wasn't quite at the level they needed to be this week to be a threat. And 
you wondered if they could come in with you know a lot less of that pressure and be able to handle it and and you know kind of come through but uh you know for whatever reason you know Corey struggled with her draw weight at times and you know they they really had a hard time putting stones in good places mm-hmm. so you know Nina Roth and and Jamie Sinclair probably uh two teams on the on the fringes of the top 10 in the world in the women's ranks right now you know it would be great to send both of them to the Olympics because yeah. I think they are both good enough to be medal contenders in Pyeongchang and you know the United States is going to be well represented uh, this year yeah yeah you know uh just going back to Christensen real quick you know I think that um I have a lot more respect for Christensen than I had going into this uh, and and not that I didn't have respect for her, but I think um, she answered the bell a number of times facing a number of stones, just kept making draws. Mm-hmm. And while she wasn't making big ends, she was trying to keep it close. And, and she did a pretty good job of that in many of these games. Yeah, well, they came into this event. They had some very strong results this season. You know, they, they went deep in the playoffs in several events, including the uh, Stockholm Ladies Cup, which is an elite women's field. I believe they made the uh, semifinals there. You know, wins over top-ranked opponents and and... You know, you really thought the potential was there for them to have a big breakthrough here. But, uh, you know, the pressure probably did get to them a little bit. You know, that end result, that end goal that, hey, the, you know, the Olympics are are the next step. And, uh, you know, it doesn't take much to uh, to get you off your game in, in a situation like this. Yeah, and, and naturally, as you would expect, some tears coming off the ice from, from Team Christensen this morning, you know, just hurting inside, working. But in a lot of ways, their Olympic cycle was – it was four years, but it wasn't a full four as, you know, a, such, just such a very, very young team. Yeah, they're going to be – they're going to be great for 2022. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me if they are one of the gold medal contenders in 2022. Yeah, they're, they seem pretty fearless. Uh, I like the way that Christensen calls a game. I think they just – they were on the wrong side of some inches uh, and they – and frankly, some really great execution by two very well-respected and top-ranked teams. Yeah. All right, here's what Nina Roth uh, caught up with her after the game. Here's Nina, excited to get ready for that best-of-three final starting tomorrow. Feels good. That was our first goal. Um, now we can just sharpen up a little bit, get a little rest before tomorrow. How do you guys feel like you played this morning? I mean, Corey had a nice, uh, what, three there in the ninth to kind of make that tenth interesting. Yeah, that was really our only, like, flub um, throughout the game. We pretty much, we controlled a lot of it. Um, but, yeah, we got to feel a little bit of nerves in that last end, knowing that this was our this was our ticket to the, the qualifiers, and now we can just get a little rest and ready get ready. And you said the word control. You guys have really been in control most if not every game you guys have played. So you got to feel really good where you're at right now, getting ready to take on Jamie Sinclair tomorrow in the first game. Yeah, yeah. And to know, to look back and say, we can play even better. I've seen us play even better. Um, that it just makes me excited because I know that we can just do really well. Now, what do you guys do? You have the night off. You don't have to play tomorrow morning, but you can kind of get out of here, kind of reset, kind of re strategize if you will but what do you guys do to kind of take a step back and uh, you know rest regroup yeah we'll come back and we'll watch a little bit we're signing autographs at 6 30 at the selfie station and hanging out at the arena tonight but we'll uh watch some crazy anatomy and go to awesome congratulations thanks 
All right, that was Nina Roth after uh, the game this morning. Got the night off. Going to get some practice in here just shortly. But as we get ready for Roth Sinclair, I think this is exactly what we all thought, what we all expected. That game tomorrow, 1.30 p.m. You'll be able to see that on delay on NBC on television. Forget the stream. You'll be able to see that on TV in the men's final. John Schuster versus either Todd Burr or Heater McCormick at 6 o'clock. But, again, going back to Roth Sinclair, what we all expected I'll tell you right now, I expect this thing to go three. I will be surprised if it does not go three games. You know, I think this is a hammer game. And for Jamie Sinclair, the win tonight was critical for their chance to win. Mm -hmm. Style of play, uh, Jamie needs to get an early lead so she can dictate the style of play on the ice. And when she's able to do that, she can play that more open style that she – you know, that, that they're very strong at and they enjoy playing. Mm-hmm. Whereas Nina, on the other hand, you know, they like to put rocks in play. You know, they're they're an aggressive team and they can generate opportunities. It's kind of that oil and water. You know, it's, it's going to be a classic curling battle. You know, I almost go back to, uh, you know, the Canadian battle leading up to the uh, 2010 Olympics. Uh-huh. Uh, Glenn Howard, Kevin Martin. You know, you saw a little bit of that. Kevin Martin loved to play a little bit more open style. Went to the hit first to solve problems, and uh, you know, you know, really built a game like that. When he had yeah. the opportunity to dictate the style of play, you know, it was a more open game. Glenn Howard on the other side of the things, they solve problems with the draw. Yeah, you know, they like to put rocks in play and maneuver around and, and create opportunities like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think we have a bit of a situation, a bit of a matchup like that here as well. Yeah, I think you look at the seconds, and you got Vicky uh, Persinger who just hits everything you're, you're not going to get something that she can't hit so how does Eileen uh giving how is she going to respond to that um she's got to make perfect perfect draws around come arounds uh, or, or sort of guards are, that are uh come around draws uh just just to make it more difficult for Vicky I think she's she's never going to miss an open takeout I mean this is never going to happen <laughs> yeah, so you're going to have to you're going to have to hide some things so I think the key to this game is going to be Eileen yeah, you look at that, and you know what? Seppo Sorman and her dad was on the broadcast uh, uh, this evening with uh, on a price check, <laughs> and uh, you know you like it, that, don't you, Gertz? Yeah, I do. It's a good uh, moniker for you, for sure. But he really talked about Eileen's transition from being a skip when she was younger and now fitting into that second position, and you know you see that same thing again. That battle. The teams that are great at generating offense and putting rocks in play are the ones who have players like Eileen at second. You know, essentially, they've got two vice-type players on the lineup that are, you know, very diverse skill sets, great draw players that that can set those ends up. And, And I think that's why Nina is able to play that style of game and have success with it. All right, real quick, uh, I guess we can do a couple quick predictions here. We don't know the men, so let's not – I can't really get into that. But Roth, Sinclair, which way are you going to go? I'll start first, and I'll tell you if I – again, I think it goes three. <sighs> went with Roth in our trials preview special, Joe. Joe went with uh, Sinclair, but I at this point, I, just something now my gut says Sinclair. I'm going to stick with the hammer. Okay. Call, I called it a hammer game. Jamie's going to okay. have hammer two out of three. That was my prediction coming in, and I'm going to stick with that as well. Yep. I'm going to sweep the prediction. I'm not, I'm not going to come off of what I what I predicted early on. I think 
I think the team is just ready. Um, they've taken all the steps they need to. There, there's nothing wrong with Ross' team at all. I mean, they're no, they're terrific. Uh-uh. I just think that um, when it comes down to a best of three um, so far, they, Sinclair's shown they're just a hair bit better. And I would have gone with Roth had she had two hammers. Yep. All right. 100%. All right. Uh, let's call up with John Landsteiner real quick on the way out the door down there. One of our loyal uh, Extra Extra and Podcast listeners, you know, after their uh, game against Brownie tonight, as they get ready again for the men's final starting tomorrow, opponent unknown as they will have either Burr or McCormick. Here's John Landsteiner. All right, down here with the man John Landsteiner and also who we found out while we're here, a loyal listener to the Extra Extra In podcast. But, Lance, you guys come up a little bit short tonight, but you get Joe Polo in the game. Pretty fun getting Joe a little bit of action, getting him off the bench. Yeah, it was nice to change it up a little bit and, uh, you know, get him in the ice in in case we ever need him and um, give Tyler a little rest in a game that really didn't matter uh, for anything standings-wise or hammer or anything like that, so... So you guys come over, will y'all be here in the morning? Do you come over and watch some of the game at 8.30? Do you watch it on the stream just to see what's going on? Or what's kind of the plan now for you guys heading into the final starting at 6.30 local time here tomorrow? Honestly, I'm not sure yet. Yeah. Uh, we we didn't expect this, really. We, you know, it, it could have been, it could have happened. But um, now I guess uh, we'll probably watch a little bit from home and, and then come down maybe later. And I think we have practice maybe later in the morning, so... Awesome. Well, congratulations. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you very much. And the ever-so-quiet John Landsteiner has spoken. So Lance getting an <laughs> appearance here on the Extra Extra and Podcast. You know, a very loyal listener even gave me a little bit of crap when uh, it wasn't up one morning when I was in New York for the Team uh, USA 100 Days Out uh, What last week. I guess it was. I don't even know what week it was now. Days are running together. But appreciate uh, a few minutes with John there, guys. A few, few last-minute thoughts before we get out the door. I know you talked about not making a men's prediction, but you know, I'm still going to stick with Schuster. I'm going to make that prediction. You know, they are the class of this field. You know, they should be the team that gets through this at the end of the day. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what that final looks like because it's not going to be a cakewalk. No. It's, it's going to be a battle. Yeah. All right. I, I, I got to jump in. I, I said Schuster from the beginning. I'm pretty confident in my, my thought about that. Um, I think the only way that – Schuster doesn't win this in two is if when Burr, or if Burr winds up moving on. I, I think that it, it, it I think if McCormick moves on, I think Schuster's gonna win in two. That's just my okay. opinion. I think I if, don't disagree with that. If, yeah, if Burr moves on, I think that that second game when Burr does wind up having hammer, if he can dictate some ends and get deep into this with one of those three one kind of scores then there's a possibility of a three-game. But, I, I, frankly, I think it's going to be a sweep no matter who he plays. Yeah, I, I, I'm no disagreement. I think we'll make it two for two as far as sweep. Women's side, I'll say, I think there's no question, John Schuster on the uh, on the men's side. So that'll do it for the Extra Extra and Podcast here on Wednesday evening here in Omaha. But, again, just set the table again tomorrow. Three games. you got free curling now. Check out the web stream, 8.30 a.m. here locally, 9.30 Eastern Standard Time. Todd Burr and uh, Heater McCormick, sudden death tiebreaker. Winner will get John Schuster tomorrow evening at 6 p.m. That one will be live, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on NBC Sportsnet, and of course our women's final tomorrow, 1.30, best of three between Nina Roth and Jamie Sinclair. That one will be seen on delay on NBC Sportsnet. But guys, we'll be back again tomorrow night to do this on the Extra Extra Podcast with the Portland Sports Network, powered by Isa James. We'll see you then.
Thanks for being with us on this edition of the Extra Extra In podcast with Price Atkinson. Follow Price and the 12th In Sports Network crew on Twitter and Facebook to stay up on our weekly contests, giveaways, and guests for upcoming episodes of the Extra Extra In podcast, powered by Isogenics. If you have thyroid eye disease and the pain in the back of your eye is forcing bad words from your mouth, it might be time to discover another treatment option. To learn more, visit TreatMyTed.com. That's TreatMyTed.com.